to worship him and praise him and him not be here with us. So I believe he's here now, but I believe that as we praise and then we worship that he'll be here in a very tangible and a real way, that God will meet you right where you are tonight. How, how many of you desire to meet God tonight? Amen. Well, let's, let's spend some time. I know we're going to start off with this, a song tonight. It's kind of, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a battle song. How many of you have found yourself in the middle of the storm? But as the song we're about to sing says, in the middle of that storm, we raise a hallelujah because we believe in who he is and that he will be with us in our storm. There's another song we sing about fighting our battles. You know, that is, we fight our battles by letting him fight it for us. Because that's what he does, amen? And he's always with us and he goes in front of us. He, he's in front of us, he's behind us, he's to my right, he's to my left, he's over me, he's under me, he surrounds me. And that's how I live life, amen? Let's spend time in, in praise and worship tonight. Sing a little louder. 
When I was young Who knew my heart He knew my sorrow He held my hand And he leads me to trust him i 
is so good. Lord, we love you. Father, we want to be used by you. We believe that you will use us, Lord, because you want to. We are your vessels, Father. I pray that you would just mold us exactly to be exactly how you want us to be. That we wouldn't strive to be something that we're not, Father. But that we would allow our potter to form us exactly the way he has designed us to be. You are good. To Jesus be all of the honor. Oh, precious Son of God. Amen. Well, we're so glad to have you here with us tonight. If you would, please just go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening.
Amen. Well, it's good to have you all tonight. We'll take up tithe and offering. So if you have something to give, you can prepare that. Offering envelopes are in the, the chair in front of you, or if there's not one there and you want one, wave your hand around. One of our ushers will help you out. I'm going to pray over your giving, so uh, when I'm done praying, if you have something and want to, you can bring it on down. Lord, we thank you uh, to be here in your house and to, to worship you, Lord, and I pray um, that as you're with us tonight, Lord, there's, there's just something happening between us. I pray as we give tonight these steps of faith, this life of faith that we're, we're living with you, Lord, that you continue to strengthen us, you give us wisdom, and you continue to build within us what it means to live life with you. Lord, we desire to live with you, to be with you, Lord, and, and I pray as, as these, these acts of obedience, these acts of faith that, that we do, like our giving tonight, Lord, that continues us in that process on that road becoming who you intend us to be. And I, I thank you for these kind of opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So if you have something, you can bring it. Um, we have a couple things to pray about tonight, but real quick, just know it's a little warm in here. I know that. Um, what we discovered after we bought this building, anytime it gets 83, 84, 85, our air conditioning has trouble keeping up. We actually have a technician coming tomorrow to look and see if there's something we can do to remedy this situation, okay? So, uh, anyways, I, I, let's just pray it's an easy fix, Amen. and then we just get on with it and, and stop. And never, it's never a problem Sundays on some of these Wednesdays where it's 80 some all day. It, it's warm in here, and we fight it, and, it's, and we still kind of get on the, on the warm side. So I apologize for that, but we'll get there. Uh, a couple prayer things tonight. First, uh, we want to continue to pray for Rick, and... Uh, Rick, since his surgery on Sunday, has been very up and down, but that, that's almost expected for a massive surgery like he went through. Uh, so I know they had him up and walking today. Is that correct? So that's a very good sign. Um, but we'll keep praying uh, for Rick that he gets through this. And then, of course, um, uh, then all of a sudden today, uh, Tish's father was taken to the hospital with heart issues. So... My goodness, so it just piles on. So we're going to continue to pray for Rick and, and, and Tish and the family to get through this stuff and uh, uh, get on back to life. Amen. Amen. And then another prayer request we have is some, uh, not somebody goes here, but somebody we're connected to through some families here. Uh, there were a couple of young ladies that were hit um, by a vehicle last night uh, here in town, or is it Springfield, and uh, teenagers. And one of them's okay, but the other one, they're not finding any brain activity. And I think they said about 8.30 or so, is that correct? They're going to do a scan uh, and to see what's going on, and the parents have to make a choice. But we're going to pray that they find brain activity, and, and she gets on her way. Her, Isabel is her name, is that correct? She's 11. She's 11. Okay, so uh, they're connected to a homeschool group, and, and some, some of our young people know her. So... We're going to lift up Rick and Tish's dad and also Isabel and that God. We, we believe in a God who can do anything. And, and we don't give over to these things without a prayer fight of faith that God will be involved and do only the things that he can do. Amen? 
So, so let's pray. Lord, we, Lord we, we, we come to you because we can't fix stuff without you. And you're the only one that can do this stuff. Lord, we lift up Rick, Lord. We thank you that the surgery did what it did, but we pray for now a quick recovery, that you strengthen his body, that he gets back to normal ASAP, Lord. He gets back to living life how he wants, get back to church and serving how he loves to serve, Lord. And I pray that you just touch his body, Lord. And I pray that you strengthen him in Jesus' name, marked in quick improvement in the name of Jesus. And I just pray for Tish and the family, Jenny and, and Macy and Josh and the rest of the family, Lord, that they've been through it, Lord. So strengthen them, encourage them, give them peace in their hearts that you're with them in this, in Jesus' name. And, and for Tish's dad, Lord, whatever's going on there, that you touch his body too. And I pray, Lord, that, that whatever's happening, that you're, you're right there and you're involved as you would be. In the name of Jesus, touch him. And Lord, for Isabel, this, this is a dire situation, Lord. I pray that you touch her body, touch her brain. Well, whatever injuries there are, Lord, we pray that you do a miraculous work on her and in her for your glory. That, that there, there is a healing in her that brings the hope and the peace and the restoration. And we thank you for touching her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Oh, my. Um, Having said that, anybody got, I, I like sometimes to follow up with something like that. Anybody have something that God is doing? Anybody have a testimony that you can pop up from your seat? Go ahead, Tom. Pop up at your seat and just share. Something God is doing, something good. Well, about five weeks ago, I had what you call an RF ablation of my spine. Okay. Amen. We'll take it. Amen. Good, good. Anybody else real quick? Anybody else? Vinny, go ahead. Everybody say hi, Vinny. How about one more? Anybody else? One more. Anybody else got one? to hear all that. All right, Psalm chapter 25, you've got your Bible. We finished up talking about words last week. I think you guys were done, so we're moving on. Um, we started uh, Sunday 
ways that keep us on the way, and I'm not teaching about that tonight per se, but I'm sort of following up a little bit with Sunday. Uh, we'll keep on with that this coming Sunday. But Psalm chapter 25, I want to read the psalm to you, and it's a few verses. Let's read it. And I, I want it to speak for itself to you, and we're just going to highlight a couple things about it. So Psalm 25, verse number 1, it says, the psalm of David, it says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation, and for you I wait all day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. So who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in the well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. For my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and, and with what a violent hatred that they hate me. So guard my soul, deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of its troubles. Amen. Amen. So ways that keep us on the way, we're talking about long-term discipleship. Another way that I want to I say that is that that we would be people of God who are very deeply formed by him, okay? And I don't want that to sound complicated or anything, but uh, see, we'll talk about in a minute, talks in here about being taught by God and guided by God. We're not taught by God, so we are good at knowing theology or that somehow we turn into the Bible answer man or the Bible answer woman. You know what I'm talking about? That's not the purpose of being taught by God. You are taught by God so you can be deeply formed in him. And what it means to be one who calls God your God and he calls you his chosen, his child that there's something going on in you 
that is like the roots being pushed deep by a tree that grows strong, something we were talking about a little while ago, that were deeply formed into the godliness or the Christ-likeness or the godly character, however you want to put it, that marks us out as a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God. See, God teaches us not, again, to make us head smart, but to form our soul and make us into something. That's, that is what is happening in long-term discipleship. Something in you is being formed and changed by God. And again, a lot of times we don't know why it's happening. It, it, it's not, it, it happens in fits and starts sometimes. It, it's, it's more hindsight you see it versus the fireworks of things happening. I know God touches you and things happen, but mostly it's this long growth process that's happening in you as you continually, daily follow him. Deep formation happening within you that produces godly and Christ-like characteristics, the fruit in keeping with your salvation. How many of you are saved? Let me see. Okay. You say, yeah, you're saved. Great. I'm happy for you. That's good news. Amen. Amen. New creation happens. You know that? You've been made brand new. Now what? Now what? Long-term discipleship that draws out this new creation into life lived. And there's something that is happening in you that's deeply forming. Again, I don't say that again to make it complicated because I think, well, that sounds hard. No, no, no. It's the daily process of following him just starts to happen. But I'm telling you that to tell you the purpose of being taught is not so you can argue with people about theology, know everything about theology, argue with people on Facebook or, the, or Twitter or whatever you're on about theology or you can prove how much you know. That's not the point. I know a lot of people that know a lot, but they haven't been deeply formed. Amen. It's about changing you into what he intends you to be. Okay. So notice, notice a couple things that, that David writes. First off, back to verse number one, it says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. You will only ever be formed by something that you have given yourself over to. You will only ever be formed by something that you actually trust with your life. Okay, so um, I trust God, okay, with my life to the extent that he can do whatever he wants to do in me regardless of the change or the ramification of it. Right? I trust him that much. I've come to a place of trusting him. So I, was, uh, I actually spoke at a, a, a chapel today for a Christian school, Lima Temple Baptist School, all right? So there was 100 kids sitting there. And I talked to them today about, uh, and we talked about this recently, the difference between Jesus being your Savior and also then Jesus being your King, okay? And that there is something about 
being a Christian in a way, and Christian, remember on Sunday we said Christian means belonging to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Let me highlight, I belong to Jesus. Do you allow yourself, do you trust that you belong to him, that you've lifted up your soul and given it to him? That to his will and his ways and his kingdom, that he may do in you as potter to clay as he will, then that's when transformation and, and deep formation happens. But sometimes we don't trust him all the way to change everything he wants to change. We're not sure that maybe that way is exactly the best way. Right? Sometimes, and, and, and you, you think about you think about what pride does. Pride eventually says, well, God, I know you're all wise, you're sovereign, you're all powerful, but I know a better way than you know. You think about that. That's what eventually what pride does. Pride rears its head up and says, well, I know better, God. I know you said this, your word said this. I know this is actually a characteristic of Christ-likeness, but... It doesn't really make sense in this situation in my life, so I'm going to figure this out in my way. Now, that, that can sound very lofty, but the root of that is pride, straight out. Because you're basically saying, well, God, I know better than you. And that can put you in all sorts of trouble, right? There's got to be a place in you where you trust God so much, you just give yourself all over, your entire being. Just, just give it over. And let him have a hold of you now, now, remember, your view of, and this is something we talk about consistently here, your view of God makes a difference. That if God is a good God, and not this angry being waiting to chastise you all the time, that God actually works for the good of those who love him. He really does that. Then when you give yourself into his hands, you trust him, then he will do the goodness of him in you. It's for your betterment. You have to trust that's what he's going to do. Even when he's got to do a little digging around in there. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust when he's digging around and poking at your corners that it's for the good of you, not because he's just after you. There's a benefit to trusting God and allowing deep formation to happen in your life. You have to trust him that much. So you give your, you lift up your soul, you trust him, but watch, watch the position of David. Watch what David is saying. Here, here's some, we're not going to go back and read it here, but here's some uh, ways that he puts himself before God. He says, show me. He says, teach me. He says, guide me. He goes on to say, forgive me. Because he claims that God is his savior and his hope. Do you see that positioning at David? It's like he throws himself at the feet of Jesus, said, I want you to show me, I want you to teach me, I want you to guide me in this process. Also, please forgive me. That, that is giving yourself over to his processes, right? That is allowing him in the activity in, in today, 
world, how God interacts with the activity of the Holy Spirit to have free reign in your life. That's what he's after. A willingness just to say, God, just have your way. Show me your way. Teach me what it means to live in you. Guide me in all the ways of my life. I need that. I want that because your way is the best way. It's an attitude. It's the way you approach life. That every day there's something that you're doing that is allowing God to show you, to teach you, and to guide you. Something's going on about you. That he has you in that sort of way. Do you trust him that much? Do you really trust him? You can just jump right in the palm of his hand and say, okay, God, whatever. Whatever you want. And then, 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 he starts, then he starts doing it. And you go, whoa, wait a minute, time out. I don't know about that. Because I really like that. Or I need that. You know, the promises of God are things that, that he gives to us in order to show us, to teach us in the guys. So, so when God promises Abraham a great nation, Abram, when he first called him, right? And Abram wasn't catching that, well, eventually there's going to be this Messiah, and through the Messiah, all the world will be blessed by me because I'm the start of this whole thing with Israel in between, all this different stuff. And he has a son, his only son that he bore in very old age, a miracle of God. Then God says, okay, now give me your son. And you go, wait a second. You can have everything, but you can't have that. But even, even when it troubles you, do you still believe his way is the best way and still say, show me and teach me and guide me? Because here, here's what I know. We, we can talk all spiritual when we're here in church. But I know there are going to be times that you're troubled by the work of God in your life. I promise you. That he is going to ask, he's going to show, he's going to, he's going to reveal things about you that you didn't know were there. All this stuff's going to happen. And in those moments, are you still going to go, okay, but yet I trust you. And that's what Abraham did. He said, oh, I just somehow this is going to work out. And he went to do what we would think is the unthinkable, right? To sacrifice his son because God asked for it. Then God is who he was and he provided. But I'm just thinking, it, how, how much did Abraham wrestle with that moment? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know about you, but that's a big wrestle right there. I, I don't know. How I, I, think, I think, yeah, we've been like Abraham. Yeah, I don't know. It's easy to say that when we're not the one it's, you know, we're being asked of this. But when you get to these moments when he asks something of you that you thought, listen, there, there are times... And it may be a different way to think. There are times he's going to ask things of you that you thought he gave to you. Because he's going, hey, who's the author? Who's the one who gives, who's the one that has all the ability to take away too? 
There's different ways that God, and not all things are like that, but you will have moments where you really, really have to trust him to show you and to guide you and to teach you because really he is my savior and my hope. Even when I don't get it. Listen, even when it's hard. So Sunday, when we read about the narrow road, remember? And the way is narrow and the way is hard. I will never preach an easy Christianity. I won't do it. I believe in, in a gift of salvation, the wonderful love and the grace of God, but I also know what it means to work out the Christian life in this world. It's not always easy. And you have to know that God is working in you in such a way that you can forget everything out here. Sometimes it's not easy because of how he's working in here. You can forget about persecution the way the world is. Sometimes it's hard just because of what he's doing here. But do you trust him? Because when you trust him, and David asked it, he then says in the psalm, he says, and he does instruct. He does guide. He does teach. Uh, later on, it has this, I like this one, it says, and he confides. When, what happens when somebody confides in you? They get personal with you. This is, this, you ever have somebody come and say to you, hey, I want to tell you something. This is between me and you. How many ever heard that? God is confiding in you. This is between me and you. Let's talk. I'm confiding. God, you know how amazing and personal it is when God wants to confide in you because you trust him that much? Amen. And it says, then he makes his covenant known or his way that he interacts is pleasing to him. I think we've got to be people, if we want to be in long-term discipleship, we have to be people that learn to sit at his feet. And listen, and contemplate. You know what contemplation is? You think, you, you let it, you let it uh, get, get going down and downward to here. You know, you, know what the, you know the word repent actually carries a very strong connotation. It means to rethink your life. Renew your mind. We've got to learn to contemplate. And then with that, we are people who worship. We're people of the scriptures. We're, we're people of, of fasting. We're people of the, of the fellowship because our fellowship helps us grow, right? That we put ourselves in the trust of God so he can put us in the processes of becoming a deeply formed, strongly rooted child and believer in God. So you, how many take your kids to the pool in the summer? Anybody? Or when you had kids, you kid, okay. You, you ever been in the kiddie end of the pool? You know what I'm talking about? It's about this deep, right? Starts off this deep, and, and then, I don't know about you. It's, it's fun if you have a kid there, but if you're not a kid, the kiddie end's not fun anymore. It, it, it's a place of maturity that we grow from splashing around the kiddie end of the pool that we can actually get out there and swim and we trust him to take us into deeper waters of being formed into the likeness of who he is. I, I, want, I want to live, I, I hope you're the same, I want to live 
a life of faith in such a way that can only happen because I entirely and totally trust God with my life. That what he will do with me, that I will allow him to do. Now, early on when I was first saved, as a teenage, 17-year-old kid, when I got, really gave my life to him, I did it in a way that might have been, it was just because I was just sort of carefree and just whatever, okay. And I, but sometimes then we get too smart for ourselves. You know what I'm talking about? I was, I was carefree at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Then I got married, and I was, we were still making decisions on faith. Then we had a kid, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, now we need to think about things a little more. You know what I'm talking about. It's just maturity. And then you had another kid, now we got to think more. I, I don't want to ever think so hard and be so rational and reasonable that I will not live by faith in total trust and abandonment with my life in him because I trust him. In here and out here in the way I live. You, you see what I mean? But I, I got to really believe that when he speaks, ultimately, it's in the best interest of my life because of his wisdom and his understanding and his timing and direction in my life and, and, and for the things that he roots out that may be hard when he twists and, and pulls them out. But, but the reason is because he's trying to bring abundant life there and that thing is in the way. You know? You ever have prayer with God? You say, God, I don't understand. Or God, I don't like it. Yeah. You, you have, it's okay. Have those moments. Talk with them. Wrestle with them. But as, as you see when those, and David wasn't questioning like that in the psalm. There are psalms that are like that. They're questioning. Always at the end of the psalm, it's something like this. But yet, Lord, I, I, will, glory, I will praise you. Father, I, I will honor you. There's always bringing back to up, lifting up to him. You know? So let's be people of faith. Let's be people of trust. I, I, would, I would make it, I'm assuming everybody, you have some sort, some sort of, of prayer each day with God, right? Well, maybe, maybe you can't mark out 45 minutes. You can mark out five, right? You, see, you can mark, make it a daily part of your prayer to say, Lord, show me, teach me, guide me. I'm yours. Amen. Now, now, usually when we pray, we say, God, I need this. Give me that. I'm in trouble. This is and those are good, okay? When you're in trouble, cast your cares upon him. But also take time to pray prayers that are prayers that draw you into him. Show me, teach me, guide me. Pray, Lord, give me wisdom. As a matter of fact, get bold. I ask for a double portion of wisdom. You're allowed to ask for that. Amen. Give me a double portion of wisdom. But we want to live in the ways of God. Amen? Amen. Okay. Let's pray. But, but how about this? Um, how about you? How about you just spend a couple moments 
with God yourself. And then I'll pray and close this out in, in just a few moments. But, but I want right now in your own heart, I, I, I want you to consecrate yourself. In other words, that means to set yourself apart. And reconfirm to him that you trust him. Reconfirm to him that you are lifting up your soul to him. And begin, if you've never done it before, begin to ask him tonight, I want you to show me, I want you to teach me, I want you to guide me. And start, start this process of deeply formed Christian living. Okay? Let's, let's do that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, for those who have struggled, reassure them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, for those that struggled with doubt, Lord, reassure them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, for those that have felt they have failed in this life of faith before, reassure them. In Jesus' name. Lord, for those that maybe have had a wrong picture of you, that, that they just think you're just this big, angry guy hanging out somewhere waiting to jump on us when we make a mistake, I pray that you reassure them of, of who you are. Lord, I pray that we live a life that you are our shepherd and we shall not want. That you will make us lie down in green pastures. That you'll lead us beside quiet waters. That you're going to restore our souls. That you lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. For even if I find myself in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. Lord, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. That you'll prepare a table of feast before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, it, it overflows. And for sure, surely, goodness and love, they will follow me all the days of my life, of this life. And then I will dwell in your house, in your presence forever. Show us the way, Lord. Show us the way. So praise the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Praise your holy name. And praise the Lord, all my soul, forget not all your benefits, forgives all my sins, and heals all my diseases, and redeems my life from the pit, and it crowns me with love and compassion. You satisfy my desires with good things. For you, Lord, you work for the righteousness of, of the justice and, and those that are oppressed. Well, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Lord, in following you and doing those kind of works within us, Lord, that we are people that are deeply formed and deeply rooted in what it means to follow you and live this life in your name. Lord, a total abandonment 
into your will, your ways, into your kingdom. That each day is a, a step of faith, a life of walking with you. As we willfully choose to pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and to follow you. So in that we will gain life by losing life. But we do not desire to gain the world and lose our soul. But we desire to gain life in you and your kingdom. So Lord, teach us, show us, guide us. But we trust in you and give all of ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, be blessed as you go tonight. If you, if you would like prayer about anything, come on down. We'd love to pray with you before you head out tonight. If not, we'll see you Sunday. Bring a friend out. Invite somebody to church. Have a very good week.